Hey, this is Phil Diaz. I'm the pastor at Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's my prayer that God would use this podcast to speak to your life right where you're at. I pray it also builds your faith and helps give you perspective on how God can work, move, and transform your life. Enjoy the message. Well, it's good to have all of you here today, Green Castle Church of the Nazarene. If you're sitting next to someone, say hello to them. Hello. If you're not sitting next to someone, turn around and say hello to them. Yeah. And if you're not sitting next to someone, see whoever's in front of you, say hey. 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 There you go. All hey. right. Good to be here in church today. Amen. So we're coming into the season of the holidays. Amen. 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 Okay. All right. So this week we're celebrating a special holiday. How many of you know what we're celebrating this week? Easter. Wow. I've got Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Got a lot of holidays going on this week. Well, the one I was thinking about is called Thanksgiving, right? Right. Right. So how many of you have plans for that? Okay, good, good. Okay. So in the following weeks, we're going to be celebrating Advent. How many of you are gonna help celebrate that? Woohoo! Got like okay, some hands. Okay. Um, on December twenty-fifth, we take this day in our calendar year to celebrate the birth of who? Jesus. Jesus. Okay. All right. You are trained very well. <laughs> then after that, there's a season called Epiphany. How many of you want to celebrate that? Okay. And then there's another holiday that just kind of sneaks up on you because all of a sudden everything that you've known is now getting ready to turn new, right? So then we have another holiday called New Year's. How many of you celebrate that? Some of you. Okay. All right. So then there's the most important holiday of all after that, and that's January 22nd, and that's my birthday. So. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just joking. But with all of these holidays coming up, I believe Thanksgiving, which, by the way, it is an American holiday, okay? So if you talk to your friends overseas and they ask you what Thanksgiving is, they really don't know. They don't celebrate it. Remember, Thanksgiving, if we remember our history, was when the pilgrims came together with the Indians and they had a meal and they were celebrating in thanks because of the terrible winter they had come through, and now they're celebrating thanks because of all the blessings that they had, okay? And so that happened here in America, okay? Now, other countries should celebrate Thanksgiving because blessings just don't stop at a border, right? right? Amen. All right, there's all kinds of things to be thankful about. But I say all of that to say this. I think Jesus would love Thanksgiving. Amen? Think about it. I think Jesus would love Thanksgiving. If they had Thanksgiving back in ancient times, I think he would have celebrated it. I mean, you get to sit and recline at a table, which we know he did. You get to have a meal, which we know Jesus participated in those. You get to have conversation. We know Jesus did that. I think Jesus would love Thanksgiving. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah. So in the spirit of that today, the message is titled giving thanks around the table. 
And so I know that celebration with family and friends gathered around the table of great food are all things that I think our Lord and Savior would be participating in. And never should we underestimate the role of the table in the life of Jesus. Countless times throughout Christ's story, we see him at a table full of people sharing life, talking about the kingdom of God. There's a sinful woman who was anointed during a dinner party thrown by Simon the Pharisee. Then there was the story about the loaves and the fish that provided a meal for not just one person, not just the 12 disciples, but for 5,000 people. Yes. Jesus knew how to make leftovers go far. <laughs> and in today's passage, we're going to spend a little time with Jesus at the table. We're going to uh, be looking at Jesus in one of his last moments around the table, actually, sharing with his disciples and sharing the Passover meal, heading <coughs> out to pray for the strength to endure what was to come in his life. So if you will, with me, let's stand today and let us read from Luke. And let's see what's happening at this table with Jesus today. We're in Luke chapter 22. We're going to be looking at verses 14 through 20 today. Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 20. This is what the word of the Lord says. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. I told you so. Verse 15. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he also gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread. He gave thanks. And then he broke it. I want to read that again. He took bread. He gave thanks. And he broke it. Then he gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Amen. Let's bow our heads today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you and we want to be able to receive your word today. We want to be able, Lord, to the taste of the sufferance and the significance, Father, that it is for us here today. Lord, may it be the bread of life that we need. Lord, we ask that you open up your word to us here today, open up our hearts to more of you. Most importantly, Lord, speak to us in areas or in ways that, Lord, maybe we need to hear, maybe we need to change, or maybe there's some things in our lives, Lord, that we just need to give back to you. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You guys may be seated today. So how many of you have heard of the Last Supper? How many of you have had a Last Supper? <laughs> Trick question. 
All right. So in this story, we see Jesus, and it was the Last Supper. It's where Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, he took bread and wine and radically reinterpreted them to be signs of the way that he would give himself over entirely to God. In fact, it says that the night before he died, Jesus said of the bread that this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And the wine, he said, this cup that is poured out for you is now the new covenant of my blood. Now, I don't know about you, but I know for me that these are serious words of declaration given to us by our Lord and Savior. And these declarations come from a complete place of holy intent. Intent, not just for Jesus and not just for his disciples at the time, but words that can speak to us here today in the year 2022. Amen? Oh, I'm going to ask that again. Do they speak to us here today in this year of 2022? Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. We're back on track. So, these serious words to me speak about the volume and character of our Lord and Savior. Okay? Think how meaningful it is that just before offering the bread and just before having the wine, which was his body and his blood representative of those items, think about this. His Last Supper, we focus so much on the bread and wine, and there is there's a lot of significance, but there's a little thing that we almost forget about that happened before the giving of the bread and wine, and that is this. He gave thanks. Gave thanks. Now we know the story of Jesus, or I think most of us do. And if you don't, please come and talk to me. I would love to tell you the story of Jesus, okay? But for most of us here, I believe we have a good understanding of the story of Christ. Because in this part of the story, we can kind of fast forward a little bit in our minds and we know what's coming ahead. What is coming ahead for our Lord and Savior? Well, what's coming ahead is this. It's the cross. Now, I don't know about some of you, but I know for me, I would have a hard time maybe even muttering or uttering the words, I want to give thanks to, to the Lord. Let me ask you this. How many of you today just began your day by saying thanks? How many of you today began your day by saying thank uh, How many of you have begun your day today by looking at what the Lord has given to you that's literally right in front of you? Okay? That's literally right in front of you. It could be your spouse. It could be your children. It could be your house. It could be whatever it is that is right in front of you. How many of you have blessed the Lord today by saying thank you, Lord? Let me ask you this. How many of you have begun your day today? Maybe it was yesterday or maybe tomorrow. I don't know. You'll begin your day. But you know what's ahead. I mean, Mondays are Mondays for a reason. Mondays are always Mondays. They're always a dreaded day. But let me ask you this. Whether it will be an easy day, maybe it can be a hard day, maybe it's a relaxing day. Maybe it's a day so full of stress. But in all of that, how many of you stop to actually say, thank you, Lord? You see, one might wonder, with Christ's own death looming, 
as he's going towards the cross, why does he give thanks in this moment? Why does he simply say thanks unto the Lord? And to be honest with you, I don't have a complete, full answer because it's a puzzle. You're the Son of God, and you can do anything. You don't have to go to the cross. You don't have to endure the shame and the guilt that isn't yours. It's mine. It's yours. It's somebody else's. You don't have to endure that. You can avoid that. You're the Son of God, but yet here you are sitting at a table with sinners, disciples, and saying thanks. I mean, it's a mystery. But no one knew at that point in the story all of the suffering that was just around the corner. No one knew in that part of the story that he was going to be handed over. He's going to be lied about. He's going to be beaten. He's going to be spit upon. He's going to be crucified on a cross with nails piercing right through his flesh. Separated from the presence of God because the presence of sin and darkness and shame and guilt and sin is just festering within our Lord and Savior because he's starting a bank transaction. That's eternal. He's taken your debt that's from your account and all of the ways that you were negative in that account, all of the times that you fell short of making payments, he was taking that on and putting that into his account. But yet, we started this out by giving thanks. Jesus rightly understands this. He understands the gratuity of life. He understands and knows that each day given to all of us is a gift. Why does he understand that? Because he's the one who gave us life to begin with. He is the one that first breathed breath into us, into our original parents of Adam and Eve. He's the one. He knows that life is a gift worth celebrating. And since he understands the love and grace by which that gift is given, he himself responds by giving over his life as a gift in return. Amen? Amen. Some of us live life with such a tight grip on our lives, with such a tight grip that we never want to give anything that we have away. And, and what I mean by that isn't necessarily even like our, our physical resources or money, but we never want to be able to selflessly give of what God has given to us. Okay? Jesus Christ himself, when he lived his life, he, he lived it in a certain sense with a loose grip. Because rather than anxiously clinging to his own life and calling upon a legion of angels all around to take him out of this situation, he went through this situation for us, for you, 
and for me. And he made you his top priority in life. Amen? You see, God in Jesus Christ is self-dedication to bring about a complete change and revolution of how things have been. Because the relationship between God and man was broken. And when sin entered into the mix, we all know this, but when sin entered into the mix within our human life and history, it created a wall and it created a divide. And in order to break that completely, it would take someone live a life that was sinless. And so Jesus in all of his life in every turn and every moment lived his life so that you could have eternal life from him. His whole life is dedicated to the purpose and act of giving thanks to God so that you can have a way to his presence. Let's give God a praise for that. Now, we may approach the table, and sometimes we come to the table in slightly different terms. Sometimes we want to come to God's table on our own terms, on our own will, on our own might, my own strength, my own power. You see, the table is there not because of who we are. The table is there because of who God is. Amen? Amen. It's his table. You're a guest in his house, in his presence, in his temple. And today I want us to come in the spirit of thanksgiving. And I want us to come in the spirit of gratitude. Amen? This is why I have, I know, a silly little board in the back with silly little sticky notes. You know, it's not so silly when we actually take time to think about the things that God has blessed us with. Yes. That is serious business. Yes. Okay? Now, when you go to someone's house, and you're a guest in their house, do you tell them how to run their house? Some people are like, yeah. <laughs> Now let me ask you that. If you do tell them how to run their house, how long are you actually there at their house? <laughs> Not very long. You see, being a host and being a guest are two different roles that intertwine, but are not the same. Being a guest, hey, I'm grateful if someone invites me to their house and they're having dinner. I'm always grateful for that, okay? But being a host, the blessing isn't in, well, I need to have 100 people at my house. This, the blessing is in knowing that even if you just have one or two, five, ten, the blessing is in just being around the people that you've invited, that get to come. The blessing comes in setting up the table. The blessing comes in, in providing something and giving of yourself. It's the blessing. The problem is sometimes in life, we see the blessing as being guest. Sometimes we don't see the blessing of being a host. God today is the host in our service. Amen. And today, this is why 
as I know some of you haven't asked me, but you may be wondering, why did they move our tables and why are they up front? What is going on? There's little baskets. I don't like that. You know, I, don't, I don't know what you're thinking. Okay. But I wanted to impart to us today a, a small sensibility of what it's like to gather around the table. Okay. Now, we've all been recipients of so many things. Some of you may have been a recipient of a donut this morning in the gym. Amen? Some of you may be a recipient of coffee. I have two hands raised for that. Some of you just may have been a recipient of a nice conversation or fellowship with one of your brothers or sisters today. Maybe the gift of just being welcomed and greeted in the house of the Lord. That's a gift. And sometimes we forget those things. But today the host is the Lord God Almighty. Okay? This is his house. And this is his table. Today, we are guests in the presence of God. And sometimes, in this house, I just want you to know, sometimes it can be difficult for us to receive such a great gift. But today, I want you to tell you this. That this gift that's given to you here today is it's free to you. Oh, there was a cost. There was a cost for this gift. The cost was Jesus laying down his life on the cross for you. The cost was his very life. But <laughs> we have a receipt of that gift. On the third day, our Lord and Savior rose from the grave. Amen. 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 Give him praise for that. So here's the thing Lord willing, you will want to help receive this gift that God has given to us here today. And I say today because we never know what tomorrow may hold, and we don't know what tomorrow may bring. Okay, the older I get, the more I really realize that in my life. We don't know when our time will end. We just know that there's a looming expiration date on our lives at some point. But today is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. You guys are paying attention to music today. So praise God for that gift today. Let's give it a praise. So... When we're fed at the table, we're participating in the Lord's Supper. It's his meal. He provided the bread. And today he provided the wine, which comes in the form of grape juice. Just want to have clarification on that. <laughs> but he prepared the meal. Just as much as when we get together this week, and maybe you're going to someone's house, or maybe you're hosting whatever end of the spectrum is, there's a blessing on either end of that because you're going to get to enjoy some time together with some people that hopefully you love or at least like. <laughs> and, and you get to do that together. And so today, because of what Jesus did, I want us to be able to also celebrate in that today. And I want us to celebrate alongside our Lord and I want us to celebrate that alongside our brothers and sisters today. We learn from the Master what it means to give thanks with all that we have, with all that we are. Amen? 
So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. This is going to be a little different than what I normally do. <laughs> but if you know me, I'm not normal, so I apologize. <laughs> so on each side, and like I said, I can't predict the future, so I don't know how many is all coming in and all of that. But there's eight seats here, and there's eight seats here. So for whatever side you're on, if we can get the first eight people gathered on this side here, the first eight people here, I'm going to lead us through a, a time of taking communion, all right? When we do that, you're dismissed, okay? You can go about freely. You can keep filling that board up over there. Then I'm going to take the next group, okay? And I think maybe in two groups we'll be able to do that today, okay? So I'm going to ask the first eight, eight people on this side if we can gather around the table with the next eight, okay? And we're going to be able to take communion together today. First one, hopefully, we'll get you on the second one today. So there's no upset feelings. Because whose house is it? It's God's house. Okay. Awesome. Sometimes there's benefits to sitting closer up to the front of church. Okay. All right. So, what I'd like you to do is once you take a seat at the table, we have in the basket, we have our community uh, wafer and our Glass. Just ask you to take one, okay, for those sitting. And I want to lead us through the communion procession. And I'm going to read this the one time, and then when we have our next group, I'm just going to just go into the second part. So um, you've heard it the first time. But as we all gather today, we know that the communion supper is instituted by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is a sacrament which proclaims his life, his sufferings. His sacrificial death and also his resurrection. And most importantly, the hope of his coming again. It shows forth that the Lord's death until his return. This supper is a means of grace in which Christ is present by the Spirit. It is to be received in reverent appreciation and gratefulness for the work of Christ. And so before we take this meal, I'm going to ask that all of us here today just bow our heads for just one moment. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. But Lord, I want us to take this moment, Lord, as an opportunity to just simply maybe utter and to talk to you for just a moment. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you show us a place in our lives, Lord, if there's any sin, if there's any transgression, if there's anything in our account, Lord, that we need to speak of. Father, we ask that we just confess and lay that before you here within this moment. We pray in the name of Jesus that you give us the means of grace within this evening to speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As we're gathered at this table, we gather in the name of Jesus, who by the Holy Spirit, he was anointed to preach good news to the poor. He was to proclaim release to the captives, and he set those at liberty free from the oppression of sin. Christ healed the sick, he fed the hungry, he ate with sinners, and established a new covenant of forgiveness of sins. We live in the hope of his coming again. 
We gather together today as the body of Christ to offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving. I ask that you take your communion cup and wafer, and I'd like you to begin with the wafer side up. We're going to peel the top layer, and we're going to have the wafer exposed and open. I ask that you take this within your hand and within your fingers, and we're going to take this and break this in half. This is the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is broken for you. This preserves you blameless unto everlasting life. May you take this wafer in remembrance that Jesus Christ died for you. Be grateful and take the lead. I'm going to ask you to take your communion cup and to flip it over and to peel top layer off. With this cup in your hand, this cup is representative of the blood of Jesus Christ that is shed for you, preserves you blameless of the everlasting God. Drink this in remembrance that Christ died for you and be thankful. Thank you. Now I'm going to ask all of those at the table just to hold hands. I'm just going to be different. So we're going to just close with just a quick word of thanks. And we, those at the table are listening. We thank you, Lord, as you've helped us to gather in your presence today. Lord, your body and your cup, Lord, may it speak to us here in understanding how we can be grateful and thankful for the work that you've done within our lives. We give you thanks, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Those gathered at the table, those are the you guys are dismissed this morning. Now, those that are still sitting as they are departing, we're going to ask that the next group just come on in.
preserved for you. May it be blameless unto everlasting life. Take this and eat in remembrance that Christ died for you. Be thankful and grateful. Take Now, I want you to take the, the bottom side and flip it up, and then we're going to go ahead and peel the layer off of that. And now, we're going to go ahead and take off the blood of Jesus Christ. This is symbolic of the blood that was shed for you. May it preserve you blameless in the everlasting life. Take this and drink in remembrance that Christ died for you. Take and drink. Be thankful and pray. Now I'm going to ask that you hold hands with those gathered at the table. Now we'll offer a quick word of prayer, thanks, and gratefulness unto the Lord. Dear Jesus, we thank you that we can gather at your table. And Lord, the table that we're gathered at together here today, Lord, is your table. We ask that you um, use this bread, use this cup, Lord, to speak to us here today about the life that you live, that was shed and broken for us. And Lord, in this season of Thanksgiving, Father, may we be able to give you praise and thanks for the many blessings that you've given unto us. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our love for this sin. Hey, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. If you would like to connect with me or Greencastle Church of the Nazarene, you can find us on Facebook at Greencastle Nazarene and also on our website, www.greencastlenazarene.com. May you have a blessed and wonderful day in the Lord.